And if you've hit a plateau, don't look for a better website. Don't look for more strategy. Look for, do I have the capacity? Am I the identity? You know, they say new level, new devil. The person that got you here is not going to take you there. There's a whole lot of energetic and inner game mindset stuff that if you don't attend to, you're going to waste your money. Hey, it's Bobby, and you are listening to The Expert's Roadmap, where we uncover insights gained along the journey to online business success. Our mission is for you to leave each episode better equipped to avoid mistakes and make wiser decisions on your own journey to growing your business to new heights. In today's episode, I'm joined by Therese Skelly, the intuitive business mentor. In our conversation, Therese shares how doing the inner game work unlocks business growth, how to show up authentically as your best self without shame, and how to build true partnerships with people who are delighted to promote you. Let's dive in. So tell the listeners a little bit about you and what your company does. I started my career as a psychotherapist, and that's really important because that informs a lot of what I do. I work with usually high-achieving women, and my specialty, women come to me because at the level they're at, they already know the strategy. They're already doing the ads. They're already having the campaigns and the funnels, and they can't figure out why it's not working, or their sales will lag, or suddenly they're getting sick, or their relationships are faltering, or their clients are not showing up. So they come to me going, what's going on? Because they're trying to fix something that's the wrong thing. Oh, just get more ads, get more volume, get more Twitter followers. And what it is, it's always an energetic problem. So I unblock them and then I walk them into that next level, higher version of what they want and who they want to be. So what is the overall journey that customers take with you from not knowing your company exists to becoming a raving fan? Usually people hear me speaking. That's generally how my audience finds me. Teleseminars, webinars, other people's audiences, podcasts. And so people hear me, they're like, I just kind of cool. And so we circle a bit. They'll sign up for a freebie. They might go in my Facebook group. I'm an insight timer meditation teacher. So people are following me there. So they hear me through speaking and then they come into either my Facebook community, my $97 membership community or my private coaching or my higher end mastermind groups. So I imagine of all the different things that you do, what is the one or two that have worked really well for you for bringing in the most aligned clients? The way I got access to a lot of clients, Bobby's relationships. My email list can only go so far. My Facebook videos can only go so far. So last year, I connected with somebody and I came into her community. I was mentoring her. So referrals just flew in because it's somebody else going, oh my gosh, you got to go to trees. There is a rock star here. So it's not like going up to chamber mixers going, who needs me? It's cultivating relationship, like-minded, similar values, people that have your back. That's been my most successful strategy for getting people in the door. How did you go about finding those initial partners and building those relationships? Uh, reluctantly. <laughs> so a little backstory. My son was really sick for a year I'm back in 2021 with COVID and some mental illness stuff. So I, I just let my business just fall down basically because I had to take care of my sick child. And so when it came back, I was like, I want to network, but I just don't want to go to a chamber. I'm super intentional about my time. And my work isn't for everybody. It's it's very highly specialized. You have to understand it. So I became willing to do that. What I don't believe in these days, like that spray and pray stuff. If I go to six networking meetings a week, no, 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 no. Oh my gosh. I would sell coffee if that was my <laughs> marketing strategy. I've had to learn more like, hey, can you send this email? Hey, can we jump on a Facebook live and can you promote me? Like tell people how they can help you, right? Like think people want to help, but they might not know how and you got to make it easy for them. 
So that's how I did it. How do you continue to nurture those relationships and have those partners continue to promote you over time? I do a lot of personal outreach. That means I love Facebook Messenger or Voxer messages or it's like, hey, checking on you. How's your day? How are your kids? Actually create real relationships because we all have those like, my affiliate friend. You're like, yeah, you never talk to the person. You're getting money off of them, right? So for me, it's really easy because I'm just naturally that way. I'm the one that checks on all my friends and what can I do? And I ask, what do you need? How can I support you? So I make it reciprocal so it doesn't feel weird. I'm very gracious about sometimes giving first and sometimes giving more. For me, I don't believe you can take your business out of your life. And I don't want relationships whereby we only talk about our marketing numbers. I want relationships where you can say, wow, my kid was sick. or Oh my gosh, I had the best weekend with my boyfriend. I want real relationships. And even in the world of social media and Facebook, it is so doable. Absolutely. So you said you started your business back in the early 2000s. What were some marketing approaches that you tried that didn't work as well? What was really funny, Bobby, is that it was so much easier. When I first came in, it's even funny to think about now. It was like, you have a newsletter. This company has a newsletter. Wow, they're special. And if you would put a webinar, boom, hundreds and hundreds. It was like easy peasy. It's so crowded now. Also, it was very male. I couldn't say words like intuition or universe or spirituality or God or gods. It was like hardcore, masculine. It was this very different world. You'd be at seminars and people would doing this screen of like, and here's my yacht and here's my bank account. And so I like the transparency, the vulnerability. I like the real. It feels more real now. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think there's a segment of the market that definitely aligns and resonates with that message. So I don't think that message has gone away, but it's interesting that that was the dominant message through those years. And it's not that there weren't people who didn't resonate with that message, but they weren't really being served. And so people who market more like you came into the fold and that message started to resonate with people who were kind of sick of the bro marketers and all they heard was bro marketers. Exactly. There are some manipulative practices, the stealth selling, the tactics to get people in the back of the room and sign up. And that was going on a lot. And there was a lot of toxic shaming, manipulative sales techniques that we've all been hurt from. How many of us have told, you don't want it badly enough? Well, no. I wouldn't say that's the thing. And so I take an opposite stance. I don't want to ever have to manipulate or use fast action that, you know, because I lived through it. I lived through people getting hurt and being in contracts that they couldn't get out and then being told there's something wrong with them when actually it was the program that was not very well designed. So I, I think people are craving more. There's more space for the real guys, for the people that are like, hey, it's just me. Like, I love your email series. I got a new email and I'm like, what a cool welcome. That's so nice. I don't know that that would have been the case. I was more formulaic and now it feels like speak from the heart, speak the truth, show your credibility and what you're going to do. But I feel like there's more authenticity that is so nice. Yeah, absolutely. But along with that, it's so noisy out there. How do you deal with the online marketplace being so noisy? I've given up the, you have to send X amount of emails on this day at this time. And this is the formula. I'm just about the energy. I'm going to tell stories. I'm going to be myself. And I'm more trusting that the people that are mine are going to find me. I think there are things that have worked, can work. But if you're not being authentic, if you're not in alignment, the greatest funnel in the world is not going to work. So it's just remembering that we're here to help people. At the end of the day, we're here to make a great living and we're here to help as many people as we can. And what I always say to my clients is measure something else because they'll be like, well, I did an email and I didn't get response. It's like, okay, you don't know if that person that, that you needed to touch today read it and had a shift. Maybe they didn't tell you that, but you still did some good. I might not see the transformation, but I have to trust that if I'm inspired and I share my good stuff, it's not wasted. Somebody's going to give something. That's a really good reminder. There's been so many times where the people that I follow, I've gotten tremendous value from 
the things that they've shared. And I never replied. I never said anything. And that happens all the time. So just because you got crickets or you haven't heard anything doesn't mean you didn't give them that shift that they really needed. Well, I always say nothing's wasted. And one of my greatest stories is this was years ago. A woman, she was a local person. I had met her at a networking group. Out of the blue, she called me and said, oh, this mastermind you're offering, I want to join it. She said, I've been on your list for seven years and I read all of your emails and I love you what you say, but it's never been the right timing. So you can't base it on one email or one campaign or one promotion. It's a long game. It's a long game. Yeah, I agree. And I think we're in such a unique space in the coaching and education area where we're not a razor company. I don't know anyone personally who wants to hear from a razor company for seven years and then at the seventh <laughs> year, they would buy. Finally. Yeah. I'm finally right. ready. Yes. Oh, that's that's a great analogy. That's really good. Yeah. So we talked a lot about how you shifted your strategy to be less going to chambers of commerce and that kind of style of networking to be more partnerships and promoting to other audiences. Are there other strategies, tactics, approaches that you've tried that have actually worked really well for you? Speaking has been probably my best one. Getting on people's summits, giveaways a little bit, but generally people in giveaways are looking for like I want better headlines. So I'm like, hi, you want to own your value? And they're like, shut up, I need headlines. Okay, get those headlines. So for me, summits, podcasts, that kind of stuff, I do a lot with my peers. Like, hey, you want to do a Facebook Live? We'll stream to yours, we'll stream to mine. Just getting exposure. I would love to focus in on the speaking. How do we bring our best to the people listening? How do we both give them the best education and entertainment, but also transparently convert them into clients? Seeding, telling stories. Like I could tell you about the seven-figure client that I just had. There was like, your emails are not right because you do way more than that. So notice I mentioned that I have seven-figure clients, right? So you tell stories. I never go in, I'm going to get you, right? I go in like, this will be fun. So seed, plant stories and give a sense of what the work would be like. You can tell I'm kind of goofy and funny and real, right? So for me, I'm not a boring guest. I'm fun. I can be happy, happy, and then I can be serious. So show your personality. It takes a little practice. So I would get on little podcasts. I would have friends interview you. I would do Facebook Lives. It's easier with an interview sometimes. Just literally sit with a friend and I have them ask you five questions. You've spoken in a ton of times in the different summits and events. Of the ones that has been the most successful, what did you do differently or what did you do especially well in that moment? Some of it truthfully is the audience. A live audience is so fun for me. I can get them very engaged. I can move the energy and the emotions a lot. Those are magnificent. A lot of it has to do with the host. You're not doing it. You're fabulous. Because some hosts jump over you and talk over you. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Who's the guest here? Is it, are we highlighting me or you? Stop talking. And so if the host just lets me go, that makes it really good. I feel like for me, the better ones are when it's not scripted, when I just get to follow the energy and like, oh, now we're talking about this. And, and a host can kind of go with me there. Those are really, really good. So it sounds like making sure that an environment is set up for you to succeed and be your full self and playful out. Yes. Yes. What are you doing to get like that for your event? Are you naturally like this all the time? In the olden days when I was less confident, you know, NLP anchoring. I don't know if you know or your listeners know what that is. So I would anchor in the state of confidence and I had a physical anchor where I would be like, showtime. So you have to be big. I could just sit and say, I'm really excited about the work I'm doing, Bobby. I'm really helpful. You have to like, and I think a lot of women have like, I can't say that I, you know what I mean? And so it's moving past any visibility issues or any God. Like, I really said I was that good. Jesus, what are they going to think? As opposed to, I have to do this because it's going to help somebody. I have to get over my little small self. It's going to help somebody. Also believing that they want you to succeed. 
Like mm. nobody's sitting in the audience going, really, girl? Really, you're saying that? When I'm in an audience and I hear speaker, I'm pro speaker. I'm like, yes, do good. So if you really believe your audience desperately wants that, is cheering for you, they're just waiting for you. It's easy to step in if you feel like, oh gosh, what if they doubt me? Well, that's something in your head. It really is. If you're like, what if I get a heckler? Well, there's a heckler in your own head. Shut him up and then you'll be good out there. And I give myself permission to be goofy. Sometimes I might swear or I'll, I forgot the question. What was I saying? And I just roll with that. I don't have shame about it. And I'm like, tee silly me. It's just being real. And people really resonate with like, wow, you were so authentic. I appreciate those tips. Yeah, you show up with a lot of confidence and energy. So clearly it's working. It's working. Thank you. I was doing a webinar. Here I am, all my Zoom little things set, ready, and then boom, my power went off. So I grabbed my phone and I'm like, hold on just a second. I'm just, I have all these people on the line and I'm just laughing and I'm like, how do I record the Zoom? Where's the Zoom? Where's the button? I got more compliments on the grace that I held that with. I didn't get flustered because mistakes happen. We're all going to lose our stuff. So you got to stop being worried about not being perfect. That's going to kill you. You just show up. You just be you. And people will give you grace. Yeah, I think so many times we want to present our best self and we try to be polished. But if we think about our closer friendships and the people we've known for a long time, we only really know them because we've seen them in the tough situations and the challenges. Right. So I wanted to ask you, what advice would you give business owners or marketing leaders who are looking to improve their marketing results and grow their business and reach more people? You have to grow as your business grows. See, I think we kind of have this idea of I want that. And then we look for things outside. Okay, what's the latest strategy? What's working? Oh, should just increase the ad spend? I could do more Facebook lives. We have all these things outside of ourselves. But if you don't do your inner work, if there's like a little boy that was bullied when he was seven and he decided that life is hard, I don't care how much your ad spend is, it's not going to happen. So you have to understand that your business, it can only go as far as your growth. And if you've hit a plateau, don't look for a better website. Don't look for more strategy. Look for, do I have the capacity? Am I the identity? You know, they say new level, new devil. The person that got you here is not going to take you there. There's a whole lot of energetic and inner game mindset stuff that if you don't attend to, you're going to waste your money. I use the word alignment a lot. Things have to be in alignment. Sometimes things can look great on paper. So I was working with a, a business owner, seven figure. Her husband was stepping into the COO. So he was doing web stuff and now he's going to be primary taking over all these operations. And what a lot of my clients do, they run by their business plans. And she's all a, yeah, yeah, beautifully mapped out plan. And I feel into the energy, the intuition. And I'm like, your husband is off. He doesn't have the capacity. He doesn't see himself being this role. He's always been behind the scenes, just the web guy, just the tech dude. As a COO, you're holding more leadership. And I'm like, darling, it's not going to work until you get him on board. So this is what you say to him. So I did a clearing. And then I'm like, now you go talk to him. You say this, 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 and he has to do this, this, this. Shift it. But had I not done that, that wouldn't have gone anywhere because he would have not seen himself as the leader. It's like, whoa, am I this guy now that's leading everybody? I've never been this guy. I was a stupid fat kid that never could do anything right. What? Let's talk about some of the downsides. If you hadn't been there to support this guy to step into that role and, and have that bigger vision, what happens in those situations where they're not ready to step up? Um, an example of a, of a situation that just happened today. Client was doing a lunch and she's like, I don't know what happened, but everything got effed up. Just crazy. Just every single thing. Like, screwed up the dates. Didn't get this. Like unbelievable mistakes. So the client came in and said, is that something with the OBM to I need to fire her. And I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I used my intuition, follow the energy. And what it was is everything was going so easy for the client. Ads dialed in, leads are flowing. But from her history, it's not safe when things are easy. She's like, 
money shouldn't be easy. This is all unconscious. This is childhood stuff. And so there's no part of this grown seven-figure woman that's going, Clark, it's too easy. I think I'll screw something up. We don't do that. But it's all energy. So she's having this ease. And all of a sudden, these things are blowing crazy bad. And then I found like, you're not trusting ease. And she's like, you're right. So that's an example. For her, it was, do you have the capacity for ease? Therese, where can people find you online? So you can go to my website. It's TreeSkelly.com. Better to go find me on my personal profile on Facebook, Therese Skelly, and just message me like, hey, I heard you on Bobby's podcast, or just shoot me an email, ts at treeskelly.com. I would love to have a conversation with you. Awesome. And then is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? I believe that we are given like, this is your work to do in the world. There's a reason you're doing ads and I'm not. It's not my work. And if you have this inkling that I'm supposed to do this, you just got to trust that. Even when it falters, even if it seems hard, even if the clients aren't coming or the money's not where you want or things are breaking down, if it's in you to do, it's, it will happen. You just have to believe that. It's yours to do. Say yes to it. So that's what I want you to know. Hey, it's Bobby again. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Experts Roadmap. You can find the show notes for this episode by going to theexpertsroadmap.co. Again, that's theexpertsroadmap.co. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love to hear from you. The best way you can show your support is by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to hear more episodes like this, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Thanks again for being here. I'll see you next time. Bye.